Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and all of our profound journeys in life. You know, I feel in a way that I have lost two years of my life. The pandemic experience, whether we are finally out of it or not, was like a time lapse. Have we really moved on and lost almost two years? It seems inconceivable. But as, as we have limped along, or as the case may be for some, thrived during COVID, the fact remains that we have lost time in activity and sharing. And as a reference of time, it seems illogical that we have been on hold. But I've learned to be patient. I do not feel a huge desire to try to find normality again. As I watch those around me who are in a hurry to regain their normal existence, I feel that since our sense of time has been disrupted, is it logical for us to expect to pick up where we left off? Perhaps that is why we feel an unease when I experience those around me who want to throw off the pandemic and just get back to where we were. I am perpetually attached to the whiff of hope that we can evolve. We don't necessarily have to go back to our old ways. Our perspective of time has shifted. Many have been allowed the opportunity to work from home and have been able to turn commute time into precious work or personal time. There are those who have found that they are more efficient working at home, and there are many who have found a new energy in embracing precious time with family. Let's face it. Many of us are still cautious about reintegrating too fast for safety's sake. In the case of the resumption of performance activities such as choirs, Broadway, and concerts, I still feel slightly uncomfortable at the thought of being in a space with so many others. I also harbor a disquieting inner fear as I see so many pushing the envelope and running to find the old norm. 
for me, I don't know if I really desire to find normal again. Perhaps we are meant to transcend to a level that rises above what we knew before. Perhaps we should evolve to the better part of ourselves. I understand the economic aspect of needing to find strength in the performing arts, but are we moving too fast? And frankly, the desperation to find normal again is too easy, and it undercuts our potential to find the better part of who we are. I mean to evolve. You know, I recently watched a concert at the London Handel Festival online. I watched as an overpacked audience were crammed into Handel's small church in central London. I saw only one person wearing a mask. But yet, the reports coming out of London right now are of the new mutation and COVID numbers creeping up again. Why do we have to run when we can walk? Why are we so pressed to pretend that we are out of this pandemic when we clearly are not? As we face a new recklessness in approach to our art and music making, I have the feeling that those performing and attending concerts are keeping an inner solidarity in the hope that they will be okay. I appreciate the hope, you know, but maybe that is not enough. Even though I feel that I have lost time with the pandemic, I am still going to remain cautious in my activities. I don't feel desperate to rush back to a concert hall. I have, however, embraced a new patience and connection with recordings both online and in my personal collection of creative output of many artists who have discovered themselves also as filmmakers during this time. Do I want to be making live music with colleagues and sharing that magic? Absolutely. But I am willing to embrace the caution that has kept me safe during this time, or should I say, in this time lapse. For those who know my love of science fiction, a time lapse or black hole or time travel are enticing ideas to my sense of curiosity. I am going to continue to look at the time we have lost since the beginning of the pandemic in a more creative way. Perhaps this experience should be about our courage to stay with time disruption and fully realize the ramifications of our courage to consciously come out of it. Not desperately, but timed with patience and strength.
This past October, my mother, Elizabeth Betty Kuhn, turned 90 years of age. I traveled to Eastern Oregon to be with her for this landmark occasion. I opened my show today speaking of time. Well, my mother has had plenty of time, and she says she thinks she will live another 10 years. I hope she will, and more. She is the kind of person who could live gracefully for the remainder of her years. Tucked in, living on my sister and brother-in-law's ranch in the countryside of Oregon, she has felt that the pandemic did not dramatically affect her. Her life carried on in much the same way that it always has. Quiet, cared for by my family members, she has the time to paint, reading, and living with caution to take care while occasionally mixing with others. I revel in the optimism I see in her, but most of all, still at 90, I love to see her sense of irreverent humor emerge from time to time. And indeed, on her birthday... We had a family gathering complete with homemade cupcakes and presents. But that wasn't enough for her. Afterwards, she popped up and said, let's go for tacos. Cupcakes, presents, and tacos. She's 90, but age hasn't diminished her sass and spontaneity. Well, we all piled in the car, complete with my dog, and drove to the nearest town 30 miles away to get our tacos. And with a nod towards COVID, we ate them in the car, together, celebrating her special day and our time with her. Did she feel she has lost time or quality of life with the pandemic? No. Did we feel robbed of not being inside the restaurant? Absolutely not. Perspective is everything. She had a ball celebrating in her own way, and we all joined in feeling safe protecting her on her special day. We were confident without regret. So again, this has left me thinking about time, but from another point of view. As the landmark song from the film Casablanca says, you must remember this, a kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. Well, the fundamental things, of course, are obvious for us right now. As many people's patience wears thin with the announcement of the new variant and Omicron fears, I still feel that I can urge them to depend on the fundamentals, home, family, and those small things which give us joy. Because it is true. A sigh is still just a sigh. And like my mother said of her own experiences living in the pandemic, her life has not changed that much. We have just changed our parameters. For all of the time I missed being with my mom during the pandemic, I felt I had gained it back in that one afternoon of cupcakes and tacos. And it's true. The fundamental things apply. As time goes by, you must remember this a kiss is still a kiss, a sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. And 
and when two lovers woo, they still say I love you. All that you can rely. No matter what the future brings, as time goes by. And love songs are never out of date. Hearts full of passion, jealousy, and hate. Woman needs man, and man must have his mate that no one can deny. It's still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die The world will always welcome lovers As time goes by Moonlight and love songs are never out of date hearts full of passion jealousy and hate woman needs man and man must have its mate that no one can deny it's still the same old story of Fight for love and glory, a case of do or die. The world will always welcome lovers as time goes by. When I think of the lovely late Diana, Princess of Wales. My thoughts are that of deep sadness for her personal tragedy. But when I think of the princess, my mind also drifts to another icon of great beauty, and that would be the specter of Marilyn Monroe. I can't help but feel that there is a similarity between the two women— both beautiful, both exploited to a great degree, and both perishing too young under very strange circumstances which may never be totally resolved. But it is often the case when we mere mortals project so much importance on goddesses who we idolize that they cannot shoulder all of our desires. Perishing before they have fulfilled their destinies may be the only path possible in their journey. Time was not on their side. And this message is what I perceived in the film Spencer, the film about Diana's three days spent over Christmas at Sandringham Castle with the royal family around 1991. The film directed by Pablo Loren is an internal search into the life and mind of Diana at one of the lowest points in her life, and certainly in her marriage to Prince Charles and relationship with the royal family. With overtones of a sinister discord immediately set up by the original musical score by Johnny Greenwood, 
we are being introduced into a hint of Hitchcock's Rebecca, complete with the Mrs. Danvers role being in the form of Major Alistair Gregory, drawn from the black watch guards in his former life and now in service to the crown. He haunts Diana's every move during her stay, but yet, at the same time, it is difficult to decipher whether he is attempting to drive her mental health further into the abyss, or if he is just doing a military-level job. The military governs this film. In the opening scenes, we see the army diligently deliver the Christmas food in crates that would otherwise be reserved for artillery. The soldiers deliver the bounty while the head chef recites orders to his massive staff with a grandness that is reminiscent of a Shakespearean monologue. There is nothing soft about this setting. The discipline of the military permeates the staff and the queen with her icy stare and indifference to everyone who is present. The director sets us up for paranoia when, in one of the first scenes, the brooding camera angle lets us view the kitchen area of the castle, and we immediately see the warning sign that says, Keep noise to a minimum. They can hear you. The boundaries of this film live within that credo, and a dreamlike horror movie unwinds before our eyes. Diana starts to unravel within those walls as she feels her unloving husband, Charles, and some members of the staff attempting to control her every thought and movement. Her rebellious actions and attempts to be heard are merely an act of survival. Even when we see her vast wardrobe being moved in, each ensemble is marked with an elegant tag with the initials P.O.W., now, is that Princess of Wales or POW, Prisoner of War? The director here is clearly showing us the latter. I had always heard of Diana's close relationships with her staff and those beneath her station. In Spencer, it is made quite clear that particular members of staff are the only people that she can reach out to and completely trust. There are several scenes in the film that address this and choreograph the princess's need of love and support. Her dresser, Maggie, is the earnest communicator of the need for Diana to stay strong. It is in this character that we can see the prediction of the future. Maggie dearly loves her and is a confidant, perhaps the only person that Diana can trust. She urges her to stay strong and remember that she is loved by all. But yet, eventually, Major Gregory removes Maggie from service. And there also is the interesting character of the chef who boldly refers to Diana, Diana by her first name, thus giving away their close relationship and assuring her over and over that all of the staff want her simply to just survive. Already the common man is championing this woman, who we knew could rise above the confines of the crown, and offer the world her own brand of passion and charitable hard work to come. But the underlying theme is that of Diana the victim, like the pheasants being shot on the estate for dinner. Kristen Stewart has always been a princess of the uncomfortable. In the Twilight Saga, she played the awkwardness of youth and hesitation to perfection. 
and it is in her abilities to conjure the tensions of being confined and controlled which make her Diana so appealing. And I have to say that no other actress has nailed the voice and nuance of her speech so perfectly. And then there is the slight dipping of the head that we all remember in her photos. It was that charming touch of shyness that she retained, we all loved in her, that developed into ammunition over the years when she played up to the photographers. But with all the money in film productions and talented hairdressers loaded with an artillery of wigs, I still cannot understand why no film or TV series portrayal of Princess Diana cannot get the hairstyle right. Spencer offers a strange appeal. It's as though the filmmaker knows we have been saturated with Diana stories, and he is taking a grand departure into her final separation from the crown. It is filled with subplots that make her road towards emancipation that much more interesting. And the scenes with her sons are truly touching and filled with delight. Because the real truth about Princess Diana was her power as a loving mother. The intimacy and playfulness between them allows the real-life horror aspect of this film to remain tolerable. This film is strangely compelling. There are other comparisons to Marilyn Monroe. In Spencer, they paint Diana as always late to every function, as was Monroe to the film set for shooting. Loran leads us to believe that members of the staff were able to bolster her confidence, like Monroe reached out to her acting coaches, trying to find someone she could actually invest her trust in. In the end, Diana's dresser and chef spoke for all of us. The world loved her. Within the confines of her prison, she did not have the perspective to see it. Her emancipation at the end of the film is triumphant, and the world would finally see what Princess Diana was made of with her raw grit and devotion to her own truth. Sadly, like Ms. Monroe, she simply did not have enough time. You will go to Center Stage with PamelaCoon.com to hear more of my shows. And if you are in the area this Thursday evening, I have been invited to perform a holiday concert at the Byram Library in Greenwich at 7 p.m. I am joined by other musicians from New York City, and the show promises to be great in the wonderful holiday tradition. More information on that can be found through Greenwich Library. Now, my wish for everyone right now 
is that we can cherish the time that we have. And also, be sure to make time for yourself to enjoy this wonderful holiday season. So stay safe out there. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is now down on Center Stage. If I could say time in a bottle The first thing that I'd like to do Is to save every day Till eternity passes away Just to spend them with you If I could make days last forever If words could make wishes come true I'd save every day Like a treasure and then Again I would spend them with you Thank you.